0: Hey guys, and welcome to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, I am your host, as always, Aaron, here uh, with a really exciting group of people from Anyone Comics. Uh, and there are multiple people here, so we'll have them all introduce themselves.
1: Hi, I'm Caitlin, she, her, and I'm excited to get to play with all you guys today.
2: Uh, I'm Morgan, I use they, them pronouns, and uh, I love Monster Hearts, and always happy to play again.
0: Yeah, yeah, Monster Hearts.
3: Uh, I'm Demetrius, Uh, he, him. Uh, I own Anyone Comics, the the comic book store. World famous.
4: Hi, (laughs) Hi, I'm Avraham, he, him, and I will be emceeing this game, running it, and uh, making drama for all these uh, monsters.
5: Hi, I'm Gabrielle. I use she, her pronouns, and I love nothing more than to uh, play uh, messy teenage monsters, so I'm very excited about this. Mm Hi, hi hi
0: um thank you guys so much for being here uh for those who don't know what anyone comics is they call themselves the post-apocalyptic comic bookstore um it's located in brooklyn uh they say it's a hub for artists and comics fans um and they also offer a lot of uh, gaming gathering what is that like right now like what game what gaming do, uh, do, do, do you guys do gaming right now or
3: uh, it's tbd uh the group that started uh doing games here uh starting with morgan uh is uh is is everyone you see present and a few more people um i've been trying to keep the store afloat while uh this group over here has been keeping everything together uh while we get things a little bit more uh (laughs) well until we get things back to i guess some semblance of normalcy
0: yeah i mean that that makes complete sense um Like, what in particular have y'all been working on right now?
3: Yeah,
4: I think after we were uh, unable to meet in person, um, we started to go and take the group to doing online games. Uh, We uh, started out just kind of like picking out some games that we were interested in, uh, running some more mini campaigns of different games, so probably like anywhere from three to about seven to eight weeks online. And uh, mm. currently we are also experimenting with trying to do um, a role-playing game based off of uh, role-playing game zines that came out. And oh, running nice. those at least, um, we, we're trying to do about one, one a month, but kind of slowed down there a bit.
2: When things sort of started, we were getting together a lot and there was a lot of like uh, coffee breaks and we played a couple games. A big part of what we try and do as, as a group is really to be about anybody can come in and sit down and, you know, and take part in the game. And so we wanted to keep doing that. And of course this was the early days of zoom. So we ran this game, uh, what was it called? It was the power rangers game. Yeah. Henshin. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, power
0: Rangers game. I've not played this.
2: It was fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> when we practiced it, we did like a, like, oh, no. closed trial run. That was amazing. Weird uh so then we so then we were like all oh, right this is awesome and we let's have everybody come and play and of course we got zoom bombed oh
0: worked. no you got zoom bombed yeah how did like what so how did that
5: I mean, even happen because we posted the link on twitter right
2: yeah first mistake
5: yeah. <laughs> oh no
2: rookie mistake this was like week two of the pandemic week three wow. so we were all very like shiny and happy and like we can hey we're it.
0: working this out yeah yeah how, what do we even do in that situation?
2: I'll go home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just, you just, you're just like, all right, we let's kicked, We kicked
5: everyone out and we were like, this isn't working. <laughs> oh. Yeah,
2: we, we rebooted just with, you know, and so we ended up, which is, you know, it, so it's been a lot more focusing on the people. There's like 50 or 60 people who are uh, sort of in the community to, to some extent. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, you know, we have a lot of people who have come to games in the past and who we keep in touch with. So we've sort of just been, you know, publicizing to that group. Um,
0: But it sounds like you guys haven't been playing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons at all. Um, And in fact, this was really interesting when I uh, reached out to Anyone Comics to see if they were interested in playing and, like, coming on the show. Uh, They said, we'd love to talk about how much we hate Dungeons and Dragons.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I forgot.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, at, after that hook, I was like, my God, like, please bring as many people as you can to, to, like, to tell me about this. Yeah, like, so why why is there so much hatred for Dungeons & Dragons? Like, I know it's like kind of a, a game that is really, that, I mean, has a lot of faults to it in so many different ways, but like, in your own words.
3: From my perspective, and I'm the comics guy, I, I have not uh, gamed with these guys at all. It was just, uh, you know, I just, I just, uh, fo- and I've been focusing on the store boasting, but... We focus a lot on independent comics. We kind of steer away from, we carry it, but we steer away from Marvel and DC Comics. I'm assuming a similar attitude of moving towards uh, recognition of independent games as opposed to like that mainstream one. Would I be wrong, guys? I don't know.
4: That's definitely a a part of it. Um, But there's just, uh, D&D is a very effective game to play their game. And to tell stories that are very much about going mm. into a place uh, and hurting people <laughs> and attacking people, and and that's I you know I I get that with the games, and I think it's fine. I think it has a as a place and time, but I feel that there is um, such a a rich um, wellspring of role playing games being made by really amazing people that are not represented commonly in the D&D world Um, and I think that part of the the aspect of it I I think there's 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 so much diversity and especially like you know in Brooklyn and I think a lot of the things where which I respected um, Demetrius's store for and what he he strived for and getting those different voices to to be heard um, I think that's that's really what aligns what we're looking for in role-playing games that that we want to see uh coming out
5: yeah i remember um i started the very first role-playing game i ever played was at anyone comics offer home was jamming it and it was harlem unbound and i remember it was pitched as you know cthulhu mythos but in the harlem renaissance um and you will (laughs) play artists and i was just like oh okay here's the RPG for me, right? Like I had always been interested in this sort of stuff, um, but D&D never really like appealed to me. I was never like, oh, I really want to kill some orcs. Um, I'd much rather, you know, be a teenage monster or, you know, be a, you know, uh, a gibbering mad artist in the Harlem Renaissance. So just the right. the, the breadth, as Avraham was saying, of of characters, of stories, of creators, um, just drew me in and I do think like part of it is like as a woman like the spaces the kind of expectations you have in a and d game are not necessarily always inviting um mm-hmm. so I was, it was very appealing to me to see both like the anyone comics sort of vibe that Demetrius has been promoting and then also the way that was carried over into the RPGs felt like a lot more of an inviting space for me
2: yeah i <laughs> Not everybody in the group hates Dungeons & Dragons. (laughs) (laughs) They don't even hate Dungeons &
5: Dragons.
2: uh, Yeah. So I I think Avraham hates Dungeons & Dragons um, (laughs) and is not alone in that hatred. Um, But when we started, we started running just D&D. And Mm -hmm. we, I think, quickly moved to doing half D&D and half the indie games. And initially there was this idea that Like I, you know, a lot of us love D and D there are people in the group who only play D and D. Um, and we, and there are people in the group who play a lot of stuff, but, um, and so there was this initial idea that like, you need to run D and D because you need to bring people in and everybody wants to play D and D everybody knows D and D, but then you can like, then you can do the bait and switch, or then you can sort of say like, cool. Okay. D and D billion dollar industry. Like, you know, you've heard of it, but like, haven't you always wanted to play a game where you play like toys learning to speak? Or like, maybe you'd rather play a game that's about some sort of cyberpunk science fiction thing. Or you'd rather, you know, or you'd rather play a game about teenage monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think over time, people started coming more to that stuff than the D&D. And sort of we we found that we didn't need to use D&D as our hook. People just wanted to actually play other games. And people do still, you know, we I, we do still run D&D. So I, <laughs> I, I, and there are people in the group who really like D and D, and I I think D and D. Sure, a, sure. My
0: my bad I'm for putting gonna... you all in like kind of a, a <laughs> kind of a contentious spot at the beginning of this conversation. Uh, I, okay. I retract my previous uh, no, no, statement that know. everyone in the group
1: did. No, no, no. The more controversial, the better.
3: I, I might have said that I both in hyperbolically. So I, just does said that? I you believe that.
1: Yeah. I I personally joined this group by playing D and D. And found out very quickly I don't I I enjoy playing I D. I don't play D D how most people play D D. And poor Morgan figured that out very quickly when they ran my first game. And they <laughs> said, There's someone pointing a bow and arrow at you, what do you do? And I say, Hey, what's up, buddy? Let's hang out.
0: Mm-hmm. And- yes. Amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I I hear all of this and
0: honestly it all it all makes complete sense. My first introduction to role-playing games was Dungeons and Dragons as well. And so I found this game and I fell in love with it. And I joined a group and I started doing all of this work. And then, uh, you know, I've been, I've been doing this show for about, oh God, a year and a half now. I've been really exploring like all these like different role-playing games that are out there. And it's incredible how many other games there are to play besides Dungeons and Dragons. And of Dragons has a great basis for a lot of storytelling, but so do so many other games. So I, I, I really get that. But I want to uh, make sure to present uh, these lovely folks in action. So let's let's make sure that we get into a bit of game as soon as possible. But first, of course, because this is a radio station, we do have a couple of on-air reads to do. So I will just power through those and we'll get through to the gaming fun for the day. Friends, COVID-19 is disrupting everyone's lives right now, and Radio Free Brooklyn is no exception. We want you to know that we have made every effort to ensure the health and well-being of our host staff and the community at large, uh, but with most of our revenue streams evaporated, we do need your help. We realize that you may be hurting too, but if you can afford a small donation, it would go a long way toward helping us to stay on the air. There are three ways that you can help. First, you can give a one-time or monthly donation by going to radiofreebrooklyn.org donate. There, you'll find some great t shirts, mugs, and other swag that we'd like to send you to say thanks. You can also use your phone to text RFBGIVE5 that's the number five to 44321. It only takes a moment, and you'll be, you'll be able to use your digital wallet for your donation. Finally, if you shop on Amazon and you absolutely have to, you have no choice, you can't shop anywhere else. Uh, put their dollars to work for us by going to amazon.com slash smile and registering Radio Free Brooklyn as a nonprofit you wish to support. When you do, a percentage of your sales will go to Radio Free Brooklyn and it will cost you nothing. No donation is too big or too small. Whatever you can afford will make a huge difference. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts and wish all of our listeners health and happiness as we weather the storm together. And I think we're good to go. So let's make sure to get a bit into the game. Uh, We're gonna be playing Monster Hearts, but Monster Hearts 2 today. Avraham, would you like to give an introduction, anyone? Sure,
4: Uh, Monster Hearts 2 is uh, about the messy lives of teenagers who are secretly monsters. Um, It explores the terror and confusion of having a body that is changing without your permission and the monstrosity of these characters is literal. So you are going to be all literal monsters who are teenagers uh, going to a school together and dealing with all that teenage drama. Um, the game is, uh, the, the monstrosity is an allegorical uh, stand-in for experiences of alienation, shame, queerness, and self-destruction. So um, this game kind of explores all those things together.
0: Rock and roll.
4: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, being that it is a game that kind of deals with uh, sometimes messy lives of teenagers and messier lives being that they're teenage monsters, um, we do have a certain support and safety uh, that we want to discuss and go through. Uh, We kind of did a little prep beforehand but I think it's important to reiterate it before we kind of get into the actual characters. Um, this mm-hmm. is something that we we really strive for um, doing our role-playing games, is that we, we wanna make sure that everyone feels safe, comfortable, and that if there is an issue, um, you're not suffering quietly. Uh, first and foremost, um, this is an open table, or digital table, uh, mm-hmm. if anything does come up. Uh, feel free to take care of it, and and you're not a prisoner of my game. Uh, You are free to to use the bathroom, get a drink, Uh, and if something does come up where you just need to go home, uh, that's totally fine. Uh, You are always more important than the game. Um, We also are going to be using some lines and veils. Uh, Line is something that we do not want to see in this game. Uh, Our lines for this game are anonymous internet bullying, homophobia, transphobia, and misgendering. We also have a veil. And a veil is something you're okay being in the game, but it will be in the background or hinted at without really getting into the details. Uh, For this, our veil is going to be graphic violence and gore. Now, these lines and veils are not static. Uh, If something else comes up, this is not like a one-time... Ask or, or insert. If something comes up in the game and you didn't realize, maybe we, you didn't see that we were going to go there about this topic, um, feel free to either just message me or, or say something, and, and I'll just say, hey, this is a new line or a new veil uh, that we have. Um, we also uh, use what's called the X card. Um, the X card is something in which that if something's going in a place you, you didn't really want, we could just move over to that. You could just say either say X, uh, make an X with your hands, or, or chat, type into the chat an X. A- and that will just mean that we're just going to stop that and then we'll just move on to another scene. We also have a, uh, me- a safety mechanic, um, is one created by Bribo, um and that's called Script Change. And Script Chains allows us to treat the game kind of like a movie. Uh, we'll specifically be using rewind so that if you want to redo a scene, you could just say rewind and we'll, we'll go back and restart it. Um, you could also fast forward. That means if you kind of just want to either fade to black or just move to a next scene, uh, you could just say fast forward. Uh, and also pause, and the pause of mechanic is a really good one because it allows us to have kind of an outside-of-the-game conversation about the things that our characters will be doing next. So if you just want to check in with the other player or find out if this idea is interesting to them to go for, you just call pause and then we'll discuss the next events that are going to happen and then go back into the game. And finally, um, we sure. have the uh, support flower. Uh, it's also uh, called the consent flower. Um, This kind of allows you, when you're having interactions between your different players, you can kind of gauge the um, pacing of it. Um, So you could private message your other player uh, and just tell them that you either want them to push harder, you want to increase the drama, the tension, the humor, you're enjoying where it's going and you kind of want to see that intensity keep going. Or you could say just maintain the current intensity. Uh, so you could just type maintain to the person if, if everything's just as you want it to be, but you don't want to see it get any more intense. Uh, and then finally, you could just de-escalate. Uh, and to de-escalate, it just means we're, we're just going to pull back just a, a, a pull back what's happening in the scene to kind of like calm it down a little. Um, this helps a lot, especially with games that have kind of aspects of either romance or, or violence or things like that. Um, so that's, Fantastic. that's our safety and support information. Uh, and if there is anything that comes up, you know, feel free to DM me or, or talk about it.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for including all of this. Also, um, these are, uh, safety practices, which, um, I, I feel like don't really get as much, um, screen time in a lot of cir- circumstances. So, um, I appreciate having these, uh, both for us as players and also for listeners to know that they can find safe spaces to play too. So thank you for that. pleasure and also as you can guess by now uh avraham is going to be uh dming for today (laughs) please proceed (laughs) um
4: so uh let us we we kind of came up with a a town together uh and we're gonna kind of talk about that on kind of a larger broad area and then introduce the characters um so you all live in a town called the town of bellwood Uh, Bellwood is a suburban area, um, and it used to be a a factory-rich town that really, the town people were very proud of their factories that build kind of useful, uh, everyday things, forks, spoons, stuff like that. Uh, And then the factory kind of shut down. But the town still has this immense amount of pride, and and their slogan is United, Useful, and You. But they don't just use the letter U, they actually say Um, (laughs) Y-O-U. So it is... Uh, a, a town that now has a, um, a tech company that came in and is trying to take over the area and, and providing jobs for people. People are kind of still on the fence about how they feel about that. Some people are very positive, uh, and some people aren't really into it. Uh, and then there is the kind of cul-de-sac and the and, uh, shopping areas there. Uh, but you all attend a col- uh, high school there, uh, a uh, public high school called Bellwood High. Bellwood High is the only school for miles, so it has a large population uh, that the school doesn't really have the full funding to be able to handle. Uh, It is best known for its theater department, uh, especially because one of the graduates of that school uh, became a successful actress. There is a a lot of gatekeeping within each school group, so you really have to prove or pretend you know a base level of jokes or knowledge to become welcome into any particular group, so that's kind of the structure of the Uh, school itself Um, and so let's uh, get to know a little bit of about your characters would you all mind uh, uh, going around uh, and uh, just have you introduce your character if you could just kind of tell me this game works on each character is called a skin so that is the kind of what I guess you would suppose to call a class I suppose So that's the type of monster you are. So if you could give me a little bit of the flavor text of your monster and then just uh, give me a little description about them. Erin, would you like to lead us off?
0: Sure. Yeah, I would be happy to. Um, So I am going to be playing a character named Sienna. Pronouns are they, them. Uh, They are of the skin called the Fae, um, which as a description for what the Fae is, uh, at the edges of this world, just beyond the veil, there are colors that few mortals even dream of—beauty enough to shatter any heart. The fae live and breathe at the edges of this world, and the fae are willing to share. They're nothing if not generous, asking for one for only one thing in return—a promise. Keep it, and the true beauty of the world will be revealed. Break it, and feel the wrath of fairy vengeance. So, uh, there. They're a a beautiful, beautiful fae. Uh, They look mysterious, which in this case, I just picture Sienna wearing a lot of um, fantastic, bizarrely colorful suits. Kind of, they have laughing eyes and they are fae born. That's kind of the basic rundown of Sienna.
4: Great, thank you. Okay, Uh, Demetrius, do you want to tell us about your uh,
3: character? Yeah, uh, so my character's name is Raymond. He is a hollow. The Hollow set out to make something from nothing. It's not clear whether they succeeded or not. You're alive, but you're not real. You don't have a soul. You don't have childhood memories because you don't have a childhood. You don't have parents, you have, you have makers, and those makers forgot to give you a place in the world. Meaning that I was uh, you know totally unprepared for this game. I thought this was a perfect match for, uh, for, for myself. So my look is an experience, my eyes are vacant, and my origin is amnesiac. And I'd like to think that I don't even know what I look like. Uh, That's That's how little I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. All right, thank you.
4: Gabrielle.
5: Okay, um, so I'm playing Melody, uh, pronouns she, her, and she is a vampire. So the vampire, you are beauty eternal. You are the darkness that everyone wants to taste, but no one dares understand. You no longer have a soul. So Melody, um, my idea is that She is newly reborn, so she looks aloof and her eyes are hungry. And the story with her is that she comes from a vampire family, but vampires can't reproduce, so they have to adopt in new people and then turn them into vampires. So her parents have done that. So they raised her in their home, and when she turned 16, they told her, okay, now it's time for you to really join the family. And this sort of just happened, so she's trying to figure out what that means for her.
4: Excellent. Uh,
1: What's up, losers? The name is Vanessa, double N, double S, double A. I am (laughs) the queen, obviously. Uh, You're one of the special ones, a sovereign beauty. You deserve more than the rest of this wretched world does. It's not only because you're better than them. It's because you make them better. Stronger, more beautiful, complete. They'd be nothing without you. So yeah, I'm playing the queen. <laughs> I, have, I have a clique. Marceline, she, her. Oh, I'm she, her, by the way. Uh, Jenica she, her. And Stacy, he, him. I have a domineering look with captivating eyes. And I am the source of the infection. Whether that's a true infection or just being an asshole, I guess we'll find out.
4: Um, can you tell me just a little bit more about... What's, what's the strength about your clique? What are the... Oh, are they- yeah, yeah.
1: We're super talented. You know that uh, drama club that we have? Uh-huh. We are the top of it.
4: Okay, nice. Okay, and Morgan.
2: All right. Um, I'm playing Ekaterina, and she is the ghost. But she goes, she's Cat for short, for Katya, the Kate. She'll respond to anything, to be honest. You used to have a future, Growing up was a painful tumult at times, but at least you were growing. Now you only have a past, unfinished business to take care of before you can leave this world behind. You just want to help. You just want to be seen, but sometimes even the simplest desires feel so difficult to craft. Ghosty ghost, you're dead." And uh, so Katya, she's dead. Um, And (laughs) I think she died recently, like last year. And she died, uh, she has a uh, scared eye, scared look, unnerving eyes, and her origin is a confused to death. So she uh, woke up on the day of the audition for like the big school musical, and she was gonna try out for it. And she just like blanked out the rest of the day and woke up dead in a broom closet behind the theater. So she doesn't know how she died, why she died, uh, what she died of.
4: Nice. Um, well, this game has a, a social uh, currency in it called strings. And strings are the, the emotional currency that you're going to use to, to kind of get what you want within this world between your players. Um, and as you're going to uh, develop a backstory together, um, that backstory is going to determine which of the characters kind of have a relationship tie, and that tie gives or gets strings from that character, which you will definitely want to start pulling as you play this game to get what you want in this world. Um, so let's start with, uh, with Sienna. Can you just tell us who do you have strings on?
0: Yeah, sure. I have one string on Vanessa because I threatened their kingdom. And uh, I have two strings on Melody uh, because I have captured her fancy. Nice.
4: Okay. And
3: Raymond? Uh, I have two strings on Vanessa because of the fact that I've been, I guess, monitoring them or following them or trying to emulate them. I've I've been studying them and just uh, understand them more than they understand themselves, possibly.
5: And uh,
3: I have a string on Sienna because uh, everyone has a string on Sienna. (laughs) Okay, and
5: Melody? So I have a string on everyone uh, because I'm beautiful. (laughs) Um, And then I have an extra string on Sienna because Sienna. (laughs)
4: And Vanessa?
1: Uh, I apologize if I don't remember why I have strings on everyone, because I have a lot. (laughs) But um, I have a string on my NPCs called Marceline, Jenica, and Stacy because they belong to me. I have two strings on Sienna, I have two strings on Katarina, and I have two strings on Melody. You are the queen. I am the queen.
4: Okay,
2: and Kat. Uh, I have three strings on Raymond, one of which because I've been inside his bedroom while he was sleeping, and then two of which because while I've been inside his bedroom while he was sleeping, I saw right through his masquerade, his whatever fakeness
3: it's
4: all <laughs> the way
2: through him. And then I have a strong Sienna because they wear their heart in their sleeve.
4: Okay, cool. So uh, let's get into our scene. Uh, Demetrius, before the announcements are told at this school, um, there's a certain tone or sound that comes out of the loudspeaker. What is it?
3: Uh, it sounds like uh, we're in trouble.
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that it has an emotional tie. So everyone feels... This uh, we are in trouble feeling. Maybe it's something that comes from like just years of of school announcements happening. But the, it comes wow. on. The loudspeaker comes on. Uh, and you hear the, um, the vice uh, principal for the school who's making the announcement. And they are informing you. And don't forget, class, that the Founders Day Fall Party celebration will be taking place this weekend all of our juniors are going to be doing and finishing up their projects for the school. So you've all been already assigned groups and this whole group has to come together to make something for the Founders Day Parade that's happening in fall. There's definitely going to be a performance uh, that the theater club is putting on there, Um, but that might not necessarily be what the group has decided that they're doing. So what as your collective group are you doing for the Founders Day Parade? Uh, so this is our,
2: our homeroom, or this is our... Just-
4: um, I think they did it, like, they just took the entire junior uh, class and they just, like, randomized it.
5: And we collectively are a group assigned you to a project? You are all a
4: group assigned to a project. Um, part of it is that you are fundraising for the school, so you do have to make money. They will be charging admission tickets to see the play, uh, but you may be doing some other kind of event within it. They basically uh, get free high school labor to put on events for this Founders Day Parade, and they've been doing that for years now.
3: We're, we're doing
4: uh-huh. a bake sale. That makes money, right? That's high schoolish, right? Say, bake sale. Bake sale? Okay. Yeah. All right. So you all have been come together uh, to do a bake sale. Um, which one of you has been really on top of this project?
0: I was going to say myself, actually, um, because... I, I think that as a threat to Vanessa's kingdom, I'm doing everything I can to, to have control over every situation. And um, I'm, you know, I'm likely, yeah, having like, all of this engagement and having all of these ideas, it's like, oh, we, we should have like a bake-off while this is all happening to, to give in a bit of a
1: personality, don't you think?
4: Um, and h- how has Vanessa been taking this?
1: I have been way too busy being the star of the play to care about your piddly bake sale, but she's secretly, like, watching it, being like, mm-mm, my play is going to be better than your bake sale.
4: And and um, what's Melody bringing to the table for this project?
1: So
5: I think that, like, my parents have, like, very elaborate, like, I mean, they don't eat food and like neither will I now, but I think that they still pride themselves in like etiquette. So I think I probably have like really elaborate, like unnecessarily elaborate bake like recipes and things that I I think are important that we do. Um, So I'm trying to like create some super elaborate, I don't know, like Victoria sponge or something like that, that nobody, no one in my family has eaten in generations and no one really knows how to make it.
4: And Raymond, what is something that you misunderstood as part of this bake sale being a hollow that you
3: brought into this project? I maybe brought uh, uh, hot brownies? Is that something that Raymond
4: was Yeah,
5: you were like, people get baked. It's a bake <laughs> <Yeah>. sale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Excellent. Um,
3: and Katerina? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Can I add a qualifier that I probably didn't make them myself? I probably bought them and I'm trying to pass them off as if I made them (laughs) okay
4: great are you announcing that they're pop brownies or you're just like I brought Baron
3: I'm quietly telling my group it's pop brownies to uh, you know be cool like Vanessa but um I'm not announcing it to like the Miss Cutler or anybody I'm just telling my group that perfect
4: and and finally uh Katerina what is the thing that you are most worried about going wrong
2: well I guess I'm mostly just worried about people not eating our food. That they're gonna like skip us by, that nobody's gonna buy anything.
4: When did you start to bring up this concern to uh, Sienna? Immediately? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Uh, can you do that for me? So I I think this this has been like the hundredth time that you've expressed this concern or worry, is that right?
2: Sure, yeah, 107th. 107th.
4: Okay. So yeah, get, well, I I think you're up to the 100th and 8th right now. So,
0: uh, so 107th and a half if we're in process right
2: now. Right, that's true. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so go, go ahead, give me that scene to be kick us off.
2: Okay. So where so Sienna, what like how are you? What is your like main thing that you're doing as you're getting ready for the bake sale? Are you like making bakes? That you baking or are you oh, like no.
0: Um, I'm I'm not baking anything. I'm making signs saying like, vote for which good you think is better.
2: Hey, hey, Sienna, are you, I know you're really busy. Uh, And Katya is always like, just like shows up right behind you. So like, as like you were making your sign, Katya would have been like standing maybe like four or five feet behind Sienna. Possibly they'd been there, you know, possibly she'd been there for like five minutes, possibly half an hour.
0: I'm sure Sienna jumps in some fashion.
2: I think maybe your signs like they're just not like really big enough. Like I'm, I'm just really I'm concerned. Like I know, I know you're you're you know you're doing and you're doing a really good job, but it's just uh I think you need to make the signs maybe a little bigger.
0: Oh, uh, are you are you volunteering to make the signs? That's so I, sweet no. of you.
2: I, well, I'm not very good at uh, writing. Yeah, I. Uh, but it's just you're you're already doing it, and I. I just think, like, uh, like, look at that sign, like, you know, like, it should be so easy to see that sign and be like, I don't know what this is for, is this for, like, like a cookie, or, like, is it for, like, a new book, or, like, it's just, maybe you could
0: Yeah, you you know, I hear your concern, I, you know, a little bit surprising, because I feel like, um, a a little while ago you said that I was making the signs too big, but, um, I think that perhaps, let's, let's make, let's make a deal, how about you, um, if you find some signage of the perfect size for you that you think would be, look perfectly, you don't have to draw on it, but you should bring that to me. And then if you bring me the sign, I will draw it to, I will draw the sign so that they fill the whole paper. But you need to bring this to me. Can you promise me this?
2: You want me to bring you like a, a, a piece of paper?
0: Bring me the size piece of paper you want me to draw the signs on.
2: Like a perfect size piece of paper? Yeah. Okay. Can you do this yeah. for me? I mean, but... Yeah, I, I think so. I just, uh... I, yeah, I, I can find the perfect size piece of paper for you, of course. Yeah, whatever you need, Sienna. Like, as long as you're gonna, you know... Like, you care about this, right?
0: I, I definitely... I care so much about this fake sale. It is going to be the best thing that ever happens to this party, to this fall party, don't you worry. Um, go- you've got to promise me you're going to bring me the right piece of paper, because otherwise, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You prom- promise. Yeah. Okay. I promise, yeah. yeah, I will do it. Right.
2: Yeah, okay, okay, bye.
0: <laughs> okay, goodbye. <laughs> um, so, so I don't know if this counts at all as a fairy move, yeah. technically when someone makes a promise to me, I, I mean, I chose lore, so whenever someone makes a promise to me, they mark experience.
2: Yes,
4: okay. they, they, they do, uh, and this totally is a, a promise that has been made now.
0: Fantastic.
4: Yes. Um, and I believe um that Vanessa and her clique have the only access to the supply closet in the school, which they use for the uh plays that they put on. Um and this room is under lock and key. But Vanessa knows how to get to that key to open that lock.
2: Okay. So that uh so that closet that where the the are cap is probably pretty near the closet where I mysteriously died, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Okay, just checking. Just thought, you know, it might be useful now. <laughs> um, cool. So, uh, yeah, you know, so, like, I'm going to find uh, Vanessa. And are you, like, rehearsing, Vanessa, or what are you doing?
1: I mean, is it really rehearsing when you're this perfect at all times? But yes, I suppose you could call it that.
2: Do you, uh, like, look into a mirror while you rehearse?
1: No, I have Jenica mirror my movements. Uh, she is my mirror. And she better do it right.
2: Okay. I will walk up behind you. And I always show up behind people without, you know, them really having a chance to know how I got there. Would Jenica, like, stop what she's doing to, like, let you know that there's a person behind you? Or would that, like, she would just, like, keep going?
1: Um, I think Marceline would step behind Jenica and pretend to be the person that is behind me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. As a true mirror does, of course.
2: So I'm going to just like be like kind of like peeking over your shoulder. And every time I see like Marceline, I'm going to try and like duck back so that like, you know, it weirds me out to like see Marceline pretending to be me.
1: Uh, Marceline, what? What is- Oh, my- Hey, Kat! What- Can you not see that we're in the process right now?
2: Oh, hi, Vanessa. I, uh, I, I didn't realize you were- You were here. I'm sorry. I just just passing through. Um, do you know anything about, like, what it feels like when paper, like, kind of knows itself?
1: Sure, Kat.
2: I've just been thinking a lot about paper and how like it can be like it can be wrong, it can be bad, and it can be like like empty and alone, but then also it can it can be perfect and it can be like like it can have just like the right amount of gloss and it's like the right number of inches and and anyway, you're you know about perfect, right? Like that's a thing.
1: That you So I'm assuming we're the paper, right? This is analogy like <laughs> You're, I, you're the gross paper, and I'm I'm the good one. What? Where are we headed with it? Oh my god! Do you want a makeover?
2: Um, so I think I'm gonna try and like turn. I'm gonna try and like say something nice to you, and like I'm gonna try and do this like a turning you on. That sounds appropriate.
1: Yeah, totally.
2: Um, so I'm gonna be like, well, it's just like I'm gonna roll some dice now. I'm not. Okay, I rolled a six.
4: Okay so on a six that is a miss um yeah well, so, so what do you what do you do let, let me see this like turn like how how do you turn try to turn her on
2: i'm trying to like tell her how like perfect paper she is and i'm gonna be like you know like the spiritual like the ideal paper and it's just you know like 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 you have paper and it's just like you can like rip it perfectly and you can tear it into little tiny pieces and like but then it's also like the right size and it's like it's really wide and tall but like not too tall and like you know you can lie it on its side or you can stand it straight up and it's sort of like
1: you. Are you trying to tell me that I'm paper thin? I am (laughs) a full person. I am not just this outside like do you think all these people follow me with a Paper-thin, can-tear-up facade? Like, I am full. Don't even with me right now, cat.
4: Vanessa, can you please, uh, shut cat down?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Look, cat, you have been, like, you're bumming out this area right now. You're- Ruining this entire play? Do you want to ruin the festival? If no one comes to see my play, no one's gonna buy your little baked goods. Is that what you want? Do you want to ruin the whole festival for everyone? Uh, that's a nope. That's a six. It didn't work.
4: No. (laughs) Damn. So, um, (laughs) I what I think you both like get this like misinterpretation of each other's like, expressions. So, so uh, Vanessa, you are certain that Kat has basically just insulted your beauty. But meanwhile, I think Kat's takeaway of that experience and the response was that um, you are now the one who is responsible for the failure of this entire production. Um, it's now, like, very clear that Vanessa, and, and probably Sienna, too, thinks that uh you are going to mess it up for everyone and this whole time you've been worried about everything going wrong maybe it's been you this entire time
2: whoa
0: oh no <laughs> oh God.
2: what oh okay <laughs> i'm gonna go hide you know
4: yeah that, that sounds perfect and um while that you're looking for that place um uh, Sienna, I think um, Melody and Raymond are bringing you the goods that they have prepared. Um, oh, I'm bringing you the goods, all right. Yeah, and I think the first thing that is entirely obvious to you, it is way less than you actually need to actually run a successful bake sale. <laughs> They're each does oh, no. the thing that they have made, or in Raymond's case, that he purchased. I um, made. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's see how that flies with that. So, they, they come in with their, their baked goods.
0: Where's the rest of it? What do you mean, where's the rest of it? This is a victorious sponge. Where the... the oh, okay. Well, it's, it's be- beautiful. I don't... What is that made out of? But, um... Also, if we're supposed to be the best thing that ever happens at this fall party, we're supposed to have enough stuff for everyone to buy. Who's going to, like... One, like two, extremely hungry people could eat all of this.
3: Well, not my stuff. Trust me on this one. What's
0: wrong with What's wrong with the brownies?
3: There, there is a lot of flavor in each one. Uh, let's just say it's very potent. You know, uh, no one will want more than one, and we should certainly pace people with them.
0: Oh, um, okay, uh.
5: How do we how how do how do we do this? Hmm. Are you trying um, to say you want more? You want you want us to have? There should have been more.
3: I'm going to need more money if we need more uh, for the ingredients.
0: Uh, no, I mean I think you have the exact right pr- impression here. At this point, um, I think the only answer we have is to buy all the baked goods from the nearest
5: store. Oh, okay. I just like take out a hundred dollar bill. Is is this uh, enough? Uh, where did you get that, darling? Mm-hmm. Oh, th- th- I don't know. Th-
0: this is nothing. This, I mean, do you want more? Do you have more? Yeah. Can I have I think- more? Yeah, of course. I
3: think buying goods is an insult for all of us who baked our goods. You know, we put a lot of hard work into our brownies. You know, it's just saying. Mm. <laughs> um,
0: i you know, I'm sure. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did, hun. Um, I'm absolutely sure that you did, but. Uh, it's think of it this way. If we're supposed to have a competition in baking, then the whole point of having more goods that are not baked by carefully crafted by loving hands and said from a box, it's going to make yours so much better. And especially if there's some sort of medical issue with yours or something, then maybe you know, maybe then it'll be a better time for them to eat yours and not the other ones. I don't know. enough.
4: Um... Raymond, I, I feel like uh, you've just kind of learned that you kind of have to try harder next time. You screwed up, and, oh, no. and I, I want you to give yourself an appropriate condition. Like, the conditions are kind of like social labels in this thing. Uh, but the good thing is, the next time you have to roll, you'll get a plus one uh, on your roll. But what's the condition that, that you've given yourself? It's kind of like uh... Raymond's takeaway you learn something socially from this. What, what is it?
3: I've learned, uh, that everyone, uh, takes shortcuts, not just me, I think.
4: (laughs) So in what way are you now going to, uh, embrace this, uh, taking shortcuts to achieve what
3: Sienna wants from you? Um, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit more brazen about, uh, lying and, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, stuff on, on projects and everything, man. Just like there's, uh, what's what, what stopping everyone's doing it? What's what stopping me from, you know?
4: <laughs> okay,
3: Great.
4: um, Cat, can you roll uh to run
2: away? To run away? Yeah, sure. sure. I'm good at running away, actually. Ah, oh, not that good though. Roll to okay. five. Excellent.
4: Okay, um, uh, Raymond. There is a known drug dealer in the school that could really help you with the rest of the supplies you need to get this done. What's this person's name? And why is Kat about to run into this person and cause a huge problem? Um, The person's name is Buzz.
3: And Buzz uh, may have been responsible for Kat's death in some way, directly or indirectly. That works. Excellent,
4: perfect. So I think uh, the two of you run off to Buzz and Cat. Um, what's your experience when you see uh, Buzz? What does Buzz do to you? Like he Buzz immediately looks at you and recognizes you.
2: You know, I'm not trying to sneak up on Buzz, so I just like am like floating down the hallway, running down the hallway. He sees me, and maybe he's uh, he's got, like, a knife that he, like, carries at all times. And he sees me, and he, like, just, like, instinctively for some reason, like, reaches for his knife. A knife. And he's holding it, like, not, like, threatening me. I think he's just, like, holding the knife and looking at me and the knife. And uh, I haven't put two and two together yet, but uh, that's weird.
4: But Raymond did. Uh, and Raymond, you see this. What are you going to do about it? Uh, it looks, from your perspective, that Kat is uh, in
3: danger. Let me think. What would Vanessa do in the situation? Uh, I'm going <laughs> to ignore it and maybe use this information later, I think. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'll see it, but I'm not going to acknowledge it so that Cat uh, notices or anything. If I, if I can withhold with my vacant look. Uh, so Raymond,
2: where where are you in relationship to this? Like, like I'm you, wa- running down the hallway towards Buzz, who's like standing in his locker. You know, he's getting something out of his locker, and he grabs the knife. He like turns around.
3: I'm behind you, I imagine, I'm walking towards okay. you for, I'm for a completely different reason to re up my brownies.
2: Okay, so I wouldn't see
3: you.
4: Let's say um, Buzz Buzz sees Cat freaks out about. Uh, what what he's seeing because cat cat's dead he, yeah he knows that cat is dead and um he he comes uh at you with a knife and he starts screaming this
2: not cool just sharing that with the world Buzz. <laughs> can you, so he's like, can like you tra- yelling at me about yeah, like mean, you're dead ghosty ghost
4: yeah 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 like like i i killed you you're, 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 you're dead. Whoa. I, 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 I saw you die. Uh, and, and he's, he's oscillating between like, kind of like a fight or flight. And, and I think he's leaning a little closer to fight at this point.
3: Okay. What
4: are, what are you two doing?
3: I'm letting this resolve well. Is there, is there anywhere I can hide or am I stuck in the hallway between lockers or something?
4: Let me get you to try to run away. So roll with a uh, volatile.
3: Okay. I okay, plus two okay uh, so I got eight plus two I guess so ten
5: okay first success uh, of the game yeah Duh-huh.
4: so you're gonna get away to a safe place uh, and you may not see the resolution to this but all right, fair enough cat <laughs> uh, he's going to lunge at you Whoa.
2: okay so like I'm traumatized mm-hmm um, I really don't like people talking about me being dead, especially if they say that they, they killed me. Like, that's, whoa, you know, uh, not cool. So I'm going to actually just, like, pull myself and everything around me into the abyss.
4: Okay. Whoa. Give,
0: that's give a move.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to gaze into the abyss.
0: Yep.
2: Uh, and I roll a seven.
4: Okay. When you do this, um, you trigger a memory from the time that you were being murdered. Vanessa, which one of your clique is dating Buzz? Buzz. Uh,
1: okay. uh, Stacy.
4: Okay, and you see Stacy, who looks, um, really inebriated, laughing as Buzz stabs you, Cat.
2: Hmm. Fuck.
4: Um, Uh Let's move uh, We'll we'll come back to that uh, Depending on uh, what happens next Uh, And um, Vanessa You hear some people pass by And what you hear Is that Sienna Somehow got pot brownies for the bake sale And everyone is so Excited for it And they think it's the coolest thing (laughs) And I think when you go To check out Sienna Um, you see Melody with this, like, giving Sienna, like, wads of cash. Which you can Uh, only assume she's doing to uh, purchase more, uh, to make this bake sale the greatest success this school has ever seen. What do you all do?
1: Fuck no. Um, I'm sorry, but... I'm gonna... Like, flip some trays.
3: Oh. <laughs> Whoa.
1: <laughs> Wait, do oh. you flip the Victoria sponge? Yes. <laughs> oh no. Oh
5: no. But no you didn't.
1: She's pretending like it wasn't on purpose. Like, she she got bumped by someone. It's absolutely not on purpose. Wow.
4: Your click starts laughing though as they watch the sponge fall to the ground and just get completely messed up. Wow,
5: well, I'm trying to decide if I need to shut you down or lash out physically. <laughs> Me a I mean, both are reasonable response. I guess I'm guess i going to start with shut you down. That is not okay. We were all working on this together Well, we were supposed to be. But you were off with your click in the drama club. You didn't even help at all. And now this. And I'm going to try to shut you down. Roll with cold. I got a five, so that's a fail.
4: Okay. Vanessa, your click uh start to like mock the bake sale like obviously you would choose to see a performance by vanessa who's way better than any stupid bake sale um and uh vanessa like they're pumping you up for this moment uh
0: okay uh as this is happening uh i would like to um say oh did you like that one maybe you would like to taste it and i would like to uh pick up what's left of the of the, of the of sponge, sponge yeah. of Melody's sponge, and just like throw it at her as hard as you yes. can. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to lash out physically.
4: Nice, okay.
0: Of course I have a negative volatile, so we'll see how this goes. I rolled a four base, um, oh. with that a sounds... minus one, so that's a three.
4: Okay, so that sounds really bad. And yeah. I think you just become blinded by your anger. Uh, can you read to me what happens when you become your darkest self? Oh, boy.
5: <laughs>
0: right, so when I when I become my darkest self, everything I say seems a promise. Everything I hear seems a promise. If a promise is broken, justice must be wrought in trickery or blood. You aren't subject to the human rules of mercy. To escape your darkest self, you must in some way rebalance the scales of justice. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> I'll Vanessa... fucking bets are off, you guys.
4: <laughs> Vanessa promised to you to help out this thing, and she hasn't showed up day one for this event. And not only that, her entire clique has been making fun of your bake sale. And she was supposed to be there for you. Whoa. What do you do to her?
0: What the fuck? Like, if if I'm Faye, do I have access to like spells or anything?
4: We could like improvise a little here. Uh, let me have you um, roll with uh, Gaze into the Abyss. So let, let's, let's sure. tap into some darkness that's within you.
0: Great. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Um, I rolled an
1: 11. Yeah. Excellent. Give it to me. Um,
4: yeah. Who rules the land of Fae? So you've, you are born Fae. You came from the kingdom and you descended yes. into this mortal kingdom. Who is a sovereign of that?
0: That is going to be um, Queen Lilith.
4: Excellent. And Queen Lilith, who you are intimate with and know, does not abide by any mortal standards. Uh, And you feel Queen Lilith's immense power and regality and how you are way above all of these people uh, and just enhances you. and You feel just immensely strong and powerful. What do you unleash upon Vanessa?
0: Okay, uh, I want to unleash, oh gosh, a Macbeth level curse on her, mm-hmm. so that uh, whenever she, whenever her name is mentioned while she's in the theater, something bad happens.
4: <laughs> Excellent. Um, let's give uh, Vanessa the the condition cursed, yeah. uh, and um, of that. Uh, we will have to find out another time how our bake sale actually shows up and goes right now it doesn't yeah. sound like it's going great <laughs> no uh, no it doesn't but, <laughs> but you, you are correct all.
0: yeah we are running we are running out of time we're at the very end of the hour here um this was absolutely fantastic though i have had such a great time uh
4: i think one of the amazing things about monster hearts is is just like. You just fall in love with these characters so quickly uh it's so so amazingly and and uh i was immense fan with that uh and really enjoyed it
0: well thank you for leading us all and bring and bringing it all together
4: my pleasure thank you
0: definitely check out uh anyone comics they have a website they have a twitter is there anywhere else that people should be listening following for all of y'all
3: well i just want to plug that you should be able to buy uh monster hearts from our website we also provide uh the digital pdf
2: there are still opportunities to to play role-playing games with us and we would love to play games particularly with people in the brooklyn area you can just reach out to demetrius uh through the anyone comics website at this point yeah message you know, there really would... or
3: uh email info at anyonecomics.com or call us and we'll take down your info and connect you guys with this amazing team
0: fantastic well you heard it here email info at anyonecomics.com. check out their website do all the stuff they are a fantastic group of people um and i'm honored to have them here on gameplay radio here on radio free brooklyn that you have been listening to for the past hour um and you will be listening to again next week too because that's how time works um enjoy the rest of your sundays and we'll talk to you guys next time goodbye